and uh, it's a politically driven thing that's going on at her job where it's actually going to get shut down here, I think, 2022 or 2024, one or the other. So it's been, uh, you know, it's just it's sit back and watch and you think, it's like, man, man, mom really, really set an example. You know, uh, she was rough, she was tough growing up, but you know, she really set an example. Uh, funny story about her. I never live it down, you know, when this comes out and the dog is edited and stuff. She'll she'll finally hear me admit it. She outran my football team when I was in eighth grade. She was she was in her forties, definitely. And uh one day we lined up, we were doing wind sprints for football. And uh we all lined up and my whole eighth grade team, my mom out out did a out uh outran us in a forty yard sprint. So know that to tell you you know the drive that she has she's always and she to this day she'll walk uh three miles you know after she gets off work she loves working in the yard and stuff like that so i just i really take up after her and try and try and try and be the man that she wants me to be yeah well shout outs to all the women and all the moms out there that's uh that's motivating some of us you know massive shout outs to my mom over in new york for sure mommy yeah <laughs> um so you, you talk about sports, you know, and I know at one point you got into boxing and, and MMA. You know, you, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, shout out to Tiger Shulman, mixed martial arts. Now Gary Hellman, mixed martial arts down in Tampa. Um, so I was I wrestled as a young age. I started Taekwondo. I ended up being a brown belt in Taekwondo as a young age. I kind of, you know, I got picked on because of it, so I quit. I really regret that. Uh, but... I went from Taekwondo to wrestling, and then I kind of gave up on wrestling. And you know, at a young age, it was kind of weird for me to be wrestling, and I started playing football. And uh, but back to your question, I think um, martial arts has been very beneficial to me in my adult life. Um, I went on deployment, so I was stationed my first five years in the Navy. I was stationed at a Marine unit in Kaneohe Bay, Hawaii. Marines, you know, we worked hand in hand with the Marines, but they still did their thing on the side. What makes Marines Marines? Uh, and they had this program called Big Map, and I used to kind of watch them from the side. And I didn't really, I didn't get involved because it's kind of a structure program, and not, you know, you just kind of, when they're doing their thing, you don't ever get in their way. Um, but I ended up, uh, but I went on deployment, and I had this guy named Isaac Cordova. He was from New Mexico too. He was from uh, Española, New Mexico. He was deployed with me, and he started teaching me the you call them racing techniques uh it's the fundamentals that the martial arts that they taught you you know basic choke hold basic locks things of that nature and i got kind of good at it and then so then i there's another group of guys that was in sig that was stationed out there uh one of my good friends dennis murphy uh took me under his wing and you know started teaching me you know boy he was rough so some days i really questioned I was going to, you know, because there used to be a bus that drove you back and forth from one base to another. And I questioned if I was going to go back because it was grinding, hard, hard training. And But I found myself getting better and better. Um, and at the end of that tour, around 2013, I got so good where I was actually able to, you know, do moves on him, submit him. You know, I was, I was there. Uh, I went to a tournament in Barcelona, uh, Paris, France. I went to a tournament in Paris, France. And I won uh, first place in Paris, France. I was you know what, I think I'm going to try out fighting. 
So at the time, I knew I was going to Tampa, Florida. So I reached out to this guy by the name of Gary Helm, and uh, he had been been coaching he's still coaching to this day he's been coaching over 40 years and he took me under his wing and I just started fighting uh fought for the world-class fight league Tampa um I fought for uh a kickboxing circuit out there in Tampa and I, I did it you know and I really had aspirations to become a pro fighter but um at the time I was a navy recruiter those are two 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 worlds that just don't don't mesh very well so um as obviously I'm still in the navy so you know who won that fight but uh, it was definitely an experience and something that I still look back on and I value. And, I, you know, I, I still train from time to time. Um, I don't train like I want to, uh, but I still get to work in and try and do what you do. But there's big values from uh, martial arts and, and boxing. Uh, dietary values, you know, learning, you, watching nutrition, watching your weight. It also helps. There's also a big benefit from... Uh, Knowing who you are, you know, everyone can say they're something, they're, they're this, they're that, they're this or that, but once you get punched in the face, it'll all get changed, right? But martial arts, you know, it's a humbling experience and, you know, no one steps on it, it's just good the first day. You know what I mean? You may be able to punch and kick hard, but, you know, someone knows how to block the, someone who's trained for 10 years knows how to block the kicks, block those Even if you stop, if I, you know, I've gone, I went back last December and I trained with a group of guys here in, here in Pensacola and, man, they mopped me with the floors because, you know, I haven't trained. So it's just one of those things where it's a life lesson that you just, you got to keep going and going and going. It's, it's, it's literally the marathon of life versus any other sport that's out there. So I'm, I'm going to admit that uh, when, when we first met in 2016, you know, he, he used to talk about, you know, his MMA career and stuff and you know back then of course we didn't know each other and stuff but you know we'd always listen up and stuff but when I bought my first 14 ounce gloves it was because of him and I still have it at home right now you know so one of these days you know maybe we can practice or something but uh so you you joined the military out of out of New Mexico right yes him and every recruiter you know we've seen videos and pictures of stuff that you've done you joined the Blue Angels and, and you did a lot of good stuff yes at what point did you develop an interest in becoming a pilot? Being a pilot, uh, honestly, it dates back to when I was a kid. I grew up, my parents were divorced, so I'd fly in between uh, Farmington, New Mexico, and Denver, Colorado. Like any other kid, you know, he's going to cry, and he, he misses, misses his mom, misses his dad, whatever the situation would be. But I remember them allowing me to come to the cockpit of the King, the Beechcraft King Air. I just would be so amazed, you know. All those tears went away because I'd just be so fascinated with it. Uh, and then um, I, you know, I played defensive back. I played. I was a running back and I was a defensive back in high school. Being a DB, you know, I was, I was always bored back there. Sometimes I'd catch myself looking up at the sky, just seeing the aircraft fly above. And they say once a man uh, once a man embraces fight, he's always going to look to the sky for the aircraft. I've always been looking to the sky, man. I've always looked to the sky to see what aircraft are flying above. And it really, uh, you know, those young days. I don't know. I wish I knew those pilots to this day because they were very inspirational to me. Um, 
one of my first jobs, first adult job, was uh, I worked at an airport fueling planes. Um, my mom, you know, I, I had a full ride scholarship playing football, and I dropped out of college because I went down there and it was wild. But I came home, and my mom told me that, you know, you, get, you know, I can't stay at home anymore. You know, at 18 years old, it's time to do my thing. But if I join the military, she'll let me stay until it's time to go. So she told me to try and join the, join the Coast Guard, and I ended up joining the Navy. You know, good Navy recruiter did what he's supposed to do. I walked in there asking for the Coast Guard. He told me that, yeah, we work with the Coast Guard. Come on to have a seat. And the rest is history. But I selected to be an aviation ordinance man because that's the only aviation job they offer, right? And uh, never really seen aircraft whenever I was working because I was the type of aviation ordinance man I was, and we didn't really work around aircraft. Um, fast forward to being a Navy recruiter, I had uh, one of my pillars is what I call uh, Captain King. So I finished my associate's degree after being in the Navy about six years. Um, and he, he he really embraced me, right? He was like, well, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I was just like, man, I was happy to be graduated from high school at that time. So... Receiving an associate's degree was just the icing on the cake. Like you're not, you know, that's that's where we're gonna be. You know, I'm not going. I'm not getting a bachelor. That's too much. And then uh, he sent some guy. We had a little thing called uh, Black Brown and College Brown, College Bound, Black Brown, College Bound in Tampa. It's a little in, bunch of influencers. You know, at the time I'm a recruiter, there's a bunch of influencers. He actually had two pilots, uh, Commander. Deswarn Bowens, uh, he just retired this past July, and then uh, I can't think of the other gentleman's name. Uh, both of them are commanders, and they, uh, you know, they inspired me. They came to inspire these eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old kids that are going to college. And they inspired me. They're like, you know, nah, man, you can be a pilot. You can be a pilot. You can be a pilot in the Navy. You can do this. Man, uh, I still had that little bit of doubt in my mind, though. And then I. Uh, I got a call one day. Uh, I had one junior state of the quarter, but due to the geographic area of NRD Miami, I had I had to drive all the way down from Tampa to Miami to meet with my CO, uh, who was at the time uh, Commander King. And he took me out to lunch, uh, me and my chief. And he sat down. He's like, "Yo, I'm not I'm not gonna make you go to school, but I'm gonna make you go to school." He's like, "You know." There's a lot of opportunities for you in the world out there, and you know uh, you have you have the capabilities, and kind of goes back to those pillars. You know, it's like there's people who it's people who build you before you even know them, and uh, that's where it all started. Really, the aviation right then and there is where it started, and then uh, had a chief uh, who was running my division as a recruiter. Uh, I had a lot of good chiefs. In fact, uh, my chief is Miles Burdett. He just embraced the fact that I was going to school. If I needed to, you know, go get tutoring for, for the test, whatever, you know, he this guy. All he, at the time, he was a first class, but I would consider that man my chief forever. He just allowed me to do whatever I needed to do to succeed. Uh, my my DLCPO, you know, he's like, wouldn't found a place for me to go get a. a 
I guess, an explorer flight, right? So it's where you go up and they'll take you on and they'll just kind of shoot you around Tampa to see if you like flying. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I went out and found this for And so I went and did it, and from then on, it just really, you know, really stuck with me. Well, then I got the opportunity to fly. I had the opportunity to come and fly for the Blue Angels. And the first day was a Sunday, and we all we all go there, and you're flying, and you're talking to everybody on the team. Well, the team was coming back from somewhere, and they did a maneuver called the pitch-up break. And if I don't think, out of all the sports I've done, football days, uh, you know, it's it's cold. It's a cold walk to the ring when you're going to fight. You know, you're going to step in the cage. It's a cold walk. But I don't think I've ever gotten the chills I got from the day that I seen the pitch-up break that day. And even to this day when I see it, I still get those same chills because it's just it's a fascinating thing yeah. to see pilots do things like that. You know, the rest of the maneuvers, yeah, they're cool. But for some reason the pub really uh really really sat with me and it still does to this day. It's, it was so motivating. From that second on I told myself I wanted to be a pilot. And I really set my eyes on it and I worked uh, I applied to the Blue Angels. As you know, we worked together. And I worked three years. I was able to finish my degree. Uh, I got my private pilot's license through all that inspiration and talent that walks through there. And that's that's what led for me to, you know, seek naval aviation as my as my uh, outlet. So you, you, you know, you you were fascinated about about airplanes and, and you kind of wanted to be a pilot as a kid. But you know, maybe you you know you. Your heart was not really set on it. There's something you wanted to do, but it was just one of those things as a kid that you know you're really interested in it, so you, you developed that. Yes. But you know, fast forward a you know few years later, I'd say I'll say a lot of years later, you eventually got your private pilot license. You know, yes. you think that you might have got a, a late start to to what you call your dream? Yeah. I look back at it now. Um, I really did get a late start. I wish my first chief is the really who set the bug in my ear, right? My first chief, uh, Nate Boyer, uh, set the bug in my ear. I'm not going to say what he said on camera, but he told me, for lack of better words, hey, you go to school, you can become a pilot. And it didn't really, it didn't ring. You know, someone, people tell you things in your life, right? And 90% of the time, in one ear and out the other, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you hear it, you move on, you know, but it was one of those things that made a little ding. And, you know, you hear it, you hear it, you hear it, and it, every once in a while it'll pop up, you'll, you'll check it out, and you just get discouraged or something, right? But I look back at it now, I was like, you know, well, I could have possibly, you know, while I was in Hawaii, got my, my, my pilot's license then. You know, that could have changed the course. I mean, obviously... You know, everyone's fate, fate is everything for everybody, right? But I just I look back at it like, man, that could have been it could have been a whole different conversation if I just would have finished school within those first five years and came here. You know, I finished five years and finished my pilot's license. I mean, I could have been in the Navy still. I could have been a commercial pilot for some airline working. Who knows what it would have been at that point? But at the time, it was you know, it just didn't it didn't interest me. Uh, I'm actually a spec war. I, I, I tried to do the spec war thing. Uh, my community did not let me, release me 
become a special warfare guy, but that's what my mind was set on at the time, and it just didn't work out for me. So, so there's, there's a lot of people that uh, that that have fields that they they have interest in. You know, what, what would you tell them? You know, coming from somebody who who knew you knew you wanted to be a pilot at a really young age. You know, so I would say maybe you probably didn't put a lot of work as a kid. You know, until yeah. you know you were, you were grown and, and you kind of. You were like, okay, now I gotta do it. But there's a lot of people out there who who have interest in so many different fields. You know, what, what would you tell them? Um, well, if I look at it now, look back at it. I mean, I have a flight instructor uh, out here, and this guy wanted to be a pilot since he was in third grade field trip. He told me, and he started working on it as a teenager. Um, and I found that very inspiring because as a teenager, I was all over. A lot of teenagers are all over the place. Uh, as a recruiter, I had a teenager tell me he wanted to be a, a brain surgeon. And I was so fond of that because what teenager knows that he wants to be a brain surgeon? Yeah. <laughs> you know? You look at it and it's like, you want to be a what? A brain surgeon? I wasn't even thinking about it. I didn't even think about a brain at that time, you know? I just... I guess, you know, what it boils down to for me is, is your environment, right? Um, my environment had, there was no pilots around coming up. You know, there's nobody that knew anything about being a pilot. Like I said, my mom worked at a power plant. So even when I was at 20, 18 years old, signing my life away to the Navy, I was set on doing four years and going and working at that same power plant that my mom worked at. That's all I knew. I didn't have the broad, the broad view of what goes on in life, and that really. Uh, once I realized that I could write write my own book, then you know is whenever I started searching outside for what I could do. Um, and really, I didn't search outside because the military had has everything that I wanted. You know, it's, it's got the structure, it's got everything I need in my life. So I didn't really look outside, but I looked outside of what I thought of then. Uh, but for the young young individuals or older individuals, it doesn't really matter what you want to do. I mean, there's a gentleman uh, who's a retired lieutenant colonel I know that is working on becoming a commercial pilot at 60 years old to this day. So he retired from the Marine Corps, went and became a law professor, and now he's working on becoming a pilot. So what I say is that don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Stay true to what you want to do. And seek out individuals who are doing that. Uh, if you can seek out somebody who is, you know, you, see, you, you want to be a pilot, find a flight school. Uh, there's, there's many programs. I wish I knew about the Civil Air Patrol. Uh, that's individuals, you know, that, that that are flying at a young age, 13, 14 years old. They're, they're working on getting their private pilot's license. You know, you got to be 16, but they start gaining hours at that young age and learning about all of it. Um, there's, there's so many programs out there, you know. Don't restrict yourself uh, as an adult, you know. Um, a lot of people have this thing where, you know, maybe they've gotten out of shape in their life or there's something going on. 
it's never too late. It's never too late to do what you want to do. If you want to freaking lose 100 pounds, do it. I don't care what your job is. I don't care what, you know what I mean? You are your first hurdle. And once you get over what your, your mind is telling you, then you move on to doing what you want to do. Okay, okay. You are your first hurdle, is what he said. Uh, so, you know, obviously you've, you've named a lot of people who helped you and motivated you. Um, but how much of your accomplishment so far is, is just from your personal drive? You know, I've got, like I, tell, like I said earlier, I've got a lot of pillars that, that I say, you know, it's like a table of people that just held me up. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, uh, my mom is, is one on her own. Um, you know, I, I look at uh, Mr. King, and, uh, man, you know, he's so much inspiration. He just put something about him being in the Navy. 38 years, 36 years, you know, I feel like, you know, he was a turning point in, in my career. Um, uh, the CEO that I had after that, Commander Kelton, you know, he retired. Uh, he was another one, you know, anybody can say what they want, but he's going to talk to you as a person. And that that was a, another pillar that I had in my career. He, put, he, he made me a first class in the United States Navy, you know. That wasn't a breath of fresh air. I don't know what is. Uh, behind every good officer is a chief, right? Well, I've got a couple of them. Uh, my first chief, you know, he like I said, he rang that bell behind me. He rang that bell, and it's still it's still here, man. I never forget him. I wrote him. I, I let him know, you know, what what he did for me. Uh, my best friend Miles, he's a, he's a he's a chief right now, and I tell you what, man. He's had a serious amount of contributions to me today. From 2015 until now, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for that guy. I, 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 I will honestly say that out there in public. Uh, he never, he's one that I could always call on. Um, Another one of my chiefs, who's a senior chief now, was uh, Walt Eisenman. You know, uh, I ran into him while I was in OCS, Officer Candidate School. Uh, and like, I I didn't even see him, but I heard his voice, and boy, I almost I almost went to tears, man, because it's like I was kneeling down to tie my shoes, and he goes, "What's this guy doing here?" And I just knew his voice, and I was like, "Get out of here! You gotta be kidding me!" And I didn't even look up. I looked up to the guy next to me. I was like, "That is not who I think it is." And I looked up, and it's him, boy. It's like. I, I think about it, and it's like, you know, these guys have been there for me so much. Uh, Jesus Colazzo, you know, always in my ear. You know, he's like you as a leader. You know what I mean? Hey, what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? You doing this? You doing that? You know, it's like, if it wasn't for those guys, them three, I wouldn't have been a first. I, I, wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have made a six in the Navy. I wouldn't have been a first-class bed house in the Navy. Uh, my direct contribution as an officer um, – you know, this path began probably right when I joined the Blue Angels. The end of my first year is when it really, really happened. Uh, I got pulled aside by the CO, the outgoing CO, Captain Zanaki, and he's like, you know, Rod, I know you have some tough times. He goes, but I know I see it in you to you can keep running. You can keep running. I know you won't stop. 
and to hear that, hear him say that I won't stop, that means I can't stop, you know, can't stop. So I kept running. Um, uh, and then I look at, uh, you know, I had a pilot, Damon Cruz, you know, and, and I had like four minute conversation with him every, you know, as a crew chief, I'd have a four-minute conversation with him. If that, well, that was probably about two minutes. But it was, those two minutes were probably some of the most valuable minutes I've had in, the, in my Navy career, you know, over the, over the years. Because, you know, you sit there and you talk to someone, and that right there is in, it, in itself is something. To be able to say what you got to say over two minutes time pe- time period and allow it to motivate you is a lot. Yeah. But it just tells you the caliber of caliber individuals you have by you. Um, you know, and, and the support was real. Um, my peers, you know, my peers, I had a group of peers, man. You guys always just kept with me, kept with me. Rod, man, you're going to do it, you're going to do it, Rod, Rod, Rod. And it, it really, it really showed because, you know, y'all all, y'all all helped me out. Um, they're my family, you know. Everybody wants their, everybody wants to, Support their family with the best abilities. Yeah. And that's that's probably what really really pushed me. You got to support your family with the best of abilities. I think that was like the driving factor, and that was the self motivation. Right. So you have all these other people that are going to help you and support you and, 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 and move move you, but that that inner drive you got to think you got to dig real deep and say, hey, what are you going to do? Um and shout out to ET Thomas, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man. Eric Thomas, man. I listen to that guy faithfully. I'll be honest with you, man. And there's one that there's one there's one skit that he, he put out there and he said, You too? He goes, you know, and it goes back to me and you and everybody else that was around us. You know, it's like, you know, I was going to get my bachelor's degree. And I'm hearing about, you know, I think at the time you had just got like two associate's degree and you was going for your bachelor's degree too. And I uh, had a couple other guys that were completing theirs, you know. And, you know, to hear, you know, fellow African-Americans, you know, that were doing their thing. You know, it's like uh, I know Clarence Presley had just finished his, his, his master's degree. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so I remember one day – you told me, he's like, yeah, man, I'm trying to get the bachelor's of cyber technology. Is that what you're still doing, I think? No, no, no. So I, I, I switched up a little bit. See, well, I still remember, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had that conversation. But, yeah, I, I switched up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So I, I remember it. And I was like, you too? I was like, I thought I was the only one. Like, that's what that's what Eric Thomas said. He's like, you know, you know, they was like, um, it wouldn't, you know, he was talking to his friends, you know, and none of his friends were were out there doing what they had to do and that's kind of what I went through at a, at a young age you know all my friends told me not to join the Navy but when I came home they had their hand out looking for something right but I found some I found a group of people who really had had a like mind you know we, we didn't talk every day we talked a lot we didn't see each other every day but we had a like mind and I think that's that was a, a big a big part of the inspiration too um and personal freedom was my was my big drive. Personal freedom, you know, in the military, when none of us are really off the hook, right? But 
all the way up to the top. No one, no one is off the hook. No one can do what they want. We have, we have someone, we have checks and balances all around the place. But when you move up, you still do gain that that access to personal freedom. And I think that was really it, man. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna tell the exact story when I was like, you know, what, I'm done. I'm doing this for me. But I will say that it really, it really said, hey. You need to get off work to talk to somebody, or if you need to get off work to do something for yourself. Right now, someone else might find that invaluable. But if you move up and you you go to another class and another 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 place in the military, uh, they will they will help you. Um, and my my mentor when I started my package was my my master chief, my command master chief. He was the one. He was the one that said, you're right. You know, your odds are better off somewhere else. You know, they always say, well, the Chiefs read the Chiefs and this, that, and the other. No, he wanted me to be what I wanted. That was probably the icing on the cake. That man supported me and helped me out. But personal drive was my the people around me and my family. I think that's what really put you. Yeah. I uh Yesterday, a friend of mine sent me, a, 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 I think it was an audio from ET. And he was talking about how, you know, you know, around this time, it's, it's a lot going on. You know, it's, it's racial stuff going on. It's COVID going on. It's all this stuff going on. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't make this million dollars, he's really the only person he can blame. And I'm like, man, you, you're right. You know, like, yes. you know it, it got to start from you. It really has to start from you. And, and he... He's been through a lot, just like a lot of people. But if, if he's where he's at today, because he wanted it as bad as all the motivated that motivated him, you know. So it definitely got to start from you. Um, so it's, I think it's a common mentality or, or maybe notion out there. If, if you really want to motivate yourself, you're gonna you're gonna run into those people and you're gonna run into those things, right? You know, you can call it whatever you want to call it: struggles, adversities, enemies, hate, whatever you want to call it. But when you when you hit those walls, you know how do you how do you deal with them? Is that so? Let's let's try to narrow it down. Is it more like a, hey, I'm gonna deal with it right away, or okay, I'm gonna push it to the side and, and wait for a better day to deal with it? You know. Um, I'll be honest. With you, I'm a head-on type of person, right? There you go. <laughs> I'm a head-on type of person. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna meet the wall. You know, I'm gonna meet the wall, but. I feel like sometimes that played into some of my downfall. You know, I, I just spoke on my, my guy, uh, Master Chief Ziggler. And, you know, some days he, he, would, he, would, he would pull me in and say, hey, chill out. You know, there's, there's things that you're doing that, you know, you're doing too much. Just, just let it ride. Let it ride. And I wish I'm working on that to this day. 31 years old, I'm still working on that. Not all situations can you take on, take on by yourself. Um, some situations you got to reach out laterally, and that's my downfall. Because I will, I will run, I will run right to it. I will run right to it and say, "Hey, what are you doing?" That's all I see. You know, my mom same way. She'll run right to the situation. There ain't no playing around. But I think you gotta, you gotta balance yourself. The situations you gotta run with. 
but if it's gonna ruffle feathers, reach out laterally and 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 say, hey, what can I do to make this path easiest? You know what I mean? Let's make this stress free. Let's not give ourselves no gray hairs. You know? Yeah. That's that's really what you gotta do because the head on approach is gonna give you gray hairs. Because in the way the way our day and age that we work now the head-on approach maybe would have worked you know a long time ago but nowadays you know it's it's all about the networking and yeah. seeing seeing what you can kind of plan that tug of war like all right what can i get you get what can i do you do and just working well with others is what is what really helps you out is, is going to be the best means for you because head-on you're doing it by yourself you know I, I got. I, I'm having an issue here, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, I'm having this issue." You know, I tell you, you might be like, Shh. and I tell you exactly what I'm gonna do. You're just gonna tell me, "Hey, I go ahead." I mean, that's that's what you gotta do. But if I say, "Hey, I'm having this issue," what do you think? You know, then I hear what you have to say. I have what I have to say. And you might reach out laterally to somebody else that's on your left that says, "Hey." You could do this, so that just gave me three different options of way of going about it versus my one way yeah. that will run me right into the wall, and then I got to start climbing the wall by myself too. Yeah. So that's probably that's the best way I can explain that. Man, so um, you know, if, if I'm taking anything from this, you know, use your resources. Uh, sometimes you got to take a step back, reassess, and and hit it again. You know, of course, if you take a step back, it doesn't really mean that you're not gonna attack it again. It's just take a step back. Reassess what your options are, you know, what you're dealing with, and, and, and hit it again. Yeah. 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 Man. We, uh, again, again, we've, we've had a lot of good conversations, you know, you know, this is a very, a very good one. Um, my man went through a lot, he, he has been through a lot, just like a lot of us, you know, a lot of people that's watching right now, but he also has overcome a lot of things, you know, he has overcome a lot of struggles, a lot of adversity, you know, coming from a small town in, in New Mexico, you know, he probably... Even though he had that drive, he probably never thought that he was going to be a pilot and have a private pilot license, but he does now. You know, it's days that we, at work, we'll talk about things, and, and it's, it's a really hard day. You know, everybody's tired, and, and, you know, just like a lot of people, you reach out to all the people, all your peers who have like mentality, and I go to Ryan, and I'm like, hey, uh, what you got planned for the weekend? You know, and I'm thinking, since we're all tired from the week, you know, we're probably going to just chill. You know, and, and he he would hit me with it. Oh, I gotta I gotta go to what was it, Fort Wayne Beach? Uh, Milton. Milton. I gotta go to Milton and, and go talk to somebody. I gotta go practice on something. I'm like, man, what what's my excuse right now? You know. <laughs> so that's a lot of those conversations. So definitely, I appreciate all the conversations we had, and you know, it's it's very evident. That, likewise, you know, likewise. Your drive, your motivation is is getting you places. You know, I think we're gonna wrap it up, but. Before we do, you know, we're gonna give him the floor so he can give his closing words. And if he has anything for anybody out there that you know might be going through anything, might need some type of motivation, probably need to dig into their their inner soul to find some type of drive and some type of motivation. You know, something you want to close it up with. Um, I can say anything. Anybody, I would say, uh, do what you gotta do to do what you want to do. Uh, my brother told me that. Uh, brother told me that a few years ago. 10 years ago now. Uh, do what you got to do to do what you want to do. Uh, and I wish I would have embraced it a long time ago, too. You know, I'll be honest. Um, but I think 
bite, you, you bite it, you bite it, you bite it. No way, but you keep that goal in sight, right? Yeah. You know, if you want to be a, if you want to be a, a, a brain surgeon, keep that goal in sight and uh, bite it, bite it, bite it. You're gonna hear everyone say no, yes, maybe so, no, yes, maybe so. You're gonna hear more no's, and more maybe so's than you are gonna hear yes. Combined, I promise you. So um, do what you have to do to do what you want to do, and look. find things you know there's there's so many platforms with facebook and instagram linkedin twitter blah 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 all of it find people that will inspire you uh there's this guy that goes by the name uh mel the travel uh you know when i was doing you know i didn't he ended up getting his private pilot's license before i did but we started about the same time and now i see my guy and he's he's flying uh rap star or uh, rappers you know what I mean? He's flying him around in a, in a little private plane, in a, in a little general aviation plane. He's doing this. He's getting interviewed. He's doing this. So, you know, but to me, just seeing that was like, man, that's a lot. So if you are wanting something or you're looking for something, reach out on the platform to see who's got who's doing it. You know, and you know, you may not even you may not ever even have a conversation with them, but you will still, you know what I mean? It'll almost be like you know this person, even though you don't know them. That's kind of what did it, like, when it comes to mail. So, mail the Traveler, man. I'm going to tag you in this video. We're going to see what's up, man. I, I got to get down there and talk to you. I'm going to get up to Atlanta and talk to you, bro. But, you know, just just watching this guy. I was just watching a video of this guy on the way here. He was doing he was doing aerobatics and spin training in his aircraft, you know, where you go up and you're doing loops and you're spinning. He, he's a civilian, and he's doing these things on, you know, in a type of aircraft, in a tail-dragging aircraft. You, know, you look at that stuff. He's like, "Wow, um, you know, this guy came a long way." You know, I I, I want to be where he's at one day. You know, and that's what you got to do: reach out and just from a distance watch what people are doing. You know, find yourself being a hater. Stop, but please, you know, don't don't allow it to drive you in the negative direction. Allow it to be a positive, positive vibe. And just just look out and see what they're doing. If, you know, I mean, I see these guys out here every day. Working out, you know, doing, putting their videos, working out. I'm like, man, I don't know how many times they've inspired me in the last two months. At least once a week, I'm like, man, I got to get out there. DJ and, DJ and Kwame are out there working out. Um, see my guy uh, Kittle's out there in Guam. Yeah, Kittle's out there in Guam. He's out there working out. Uh, he's, he's teaching. Like, man, I need to get out there and talk to somebody, you know. I need to get out there and talk to somebody. Tell my story, too, you know. I, I, got, a lot of, I got a lot to give. Um, there's just a lot of people out there that could use you as a as a source, and there's a lot of people that you could use as a source. But if we continue to link up, whether you're male, female, uh, Caucasian, African American, Hispanic, no matter what you are, if you continue to link up and, 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 and chain together, we as a whole will all lift each other up. And that's that's what I really want to want to end that off on. But do what you got to do to do what you want to do. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time and you know the knowledge and, and, and all of that. Really appreciate it. And a lot of us are taking more breaks from what you do. I, I promise you that. Um, thank you for, for for spending time with us today and, and watching this video. Um, I, I hope you pick something out of it. But make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can. I want one of these shirts. <laughs> <laughs>
I want one of these shirts. Hey, shout out to Lacoste though. Lacoste. That's, that's easy. You get one. You get one. Lacoste. Uh, <laughs> uh, IG. That Fly Guy RS. You know, whatever you want to find, man. Find me. Find me. Let's let's and, talk. And if we, I can help we're out. We're gonna put his social media handle, you know, on the video, so he can. If you want to link up to him personally, you can. Uh, but make sure you definitely share and subscribe to our YouTube channel, so we can bring you more. You can get more of our of our live updates. Thank you. We'll see you around.